Robbie Burns. And I'm Craig McClellan, and this is the Class Nerd Podcast. Connecting teachers to the productive world of apps. How's it going, Craig? Oh, you know, um, it's it's starting to get busy around here. Yeah, I have a feeling that a very, very important date is looming. Yeah, when this episode drops, it will be my last day of summer before teachers go back. So um, that's uh, a little scary, but exciting as well. So, yeah, I've been in my new classroom. I moved just down the hallway because I'm moving from second to third grade. So I've spent a few hours in there already and uh, I'm getting everything set up and organized and all the fun nerdy stuff that I like of getting stuff organized and set in place, but also it's a little overwhelming right now. So it's it's going to be a fun, fun next few days. Wait, did you say that you did all of that in just a few hours? No. Oh, I am nowhere near done. I have just already spent a few hours in there and you, my classroom, you can't even walk in it right now because of the furniture and the boxes and stuff. It's, it's still in chaos, but we're getting there. There's progress being made. I'm one of those people who I can barely get my head on straight about anything I'm doing instructionally until my environment is completely organized the way I want it to be. That's a, that's totally where I'm at right now and why I've, I've already gone in, you know, a week and a half before I have to, to get my classroom set up because as I'm moving to a new grade, I'm going to have to start really thinking about my lesson plans here coming up. Yeah. That's gotta be a really interesting process for you. Now, as we are both class nerds, um, (laughs) what comes with planning the actual instruction also comes with sort of a meta planning stage, which is the planning of the tools that we are going to use to create and organize the instruction. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We are going to be talking about apps and tools that we are using for lesson planning. Yeah, and I've spent some time this summer kind of rethinking the apps that I'm going to be using. So um, I'm going to talk about, for me, what I've used in the past, but also my hopes of how my new system is going to work. So we'll kind of see how that ends up working in practice. Um, But I'm really excited about today's topic because it's super pertinent to me right now. Yeah, me too. Well, we're going to talk about four apps that we have used over the past school year and that we are planning to use in the coming school year, all of which help us to organize our lessons. And the first one we're going to talk about today is a favorite of ours called Omni Outliner. Now, Omni Outliner is an app made by the Omni Group, makers of fabulous apps such as Omni Graffle and Omni Focus. And Omni Outliner is an outlining tool that makes the outlining features you may have used in a word processor like Microsoft Office, uh, it makes them fun and engaging and simple and easy. So if you're ever in a word processor... And, and I'm going to imagine that many of our listeners are probably using Microsoft Word to create lessons. Would you agree? Absolutely, yeah. I know several of my even non-nerdy uh, colleagues that, that do that. 
So you can correct us, listeners, if you're using something else other than Word or one of the things we talk about today, feel free to let us know and tell us, because I'd be very curious to hear. Now, one of the things that Microsoft Word or even a Google Doc can do is it has this sort of like outlining tool set grafted or fixed upon it where you can kind of create some headings, some subheadings. You can skip to different parts in the outline if it's a very big document. Um, You can collapse certain sections. But I've always found that these tools are really, really fiddly for much the same reason that uh, any formatting tool is kind of fiddly. You're clicking in menus and buttons. Um, I just find that these things are really in my way. So what Omni Outliner does is it takes this idea of having this hierarchical system of headings and of thought, and it presents to you numerous different templates for organizing these kinds of ideas. So this might be actually a really great tool that you even use just for other areas of life, like if you're planning a project or if you're writing a book. I actually, my own book, I started in Omni Outliner. And what you do is you have a top-level title or document title. And underneath of this, you have a second level, which is your subheading. And and what Omni Outliner does is it presents you with a lot of really, really quick to use keyboard shortcuts that allow you to really quickly indent your different levels of the hierarchy. So it's really easy to kind of get the next level down because you just hit enter and then you hit the command key with the right bracket and it just indents, makes whatever line of the document you're on one level more nested into the hierarchy. And what you can do is you can really easily click these little drop-down triangles on the left side, and you can very, very, and that just by tapping that, you can collapse different parts of the outline. So what you end up with is this very visually simple and minimal list of all of your information in a way that is very, very easy to get around just by clicking and tapping. Now, the outline itself of your outline is on the left column. So you kind of get that more like overview that like maybe if you're using Word or Google Doc, you see all of your different sections of the document along the left side. You can see that as well. Um, You can do some other really neat stuff too. Uh, Omni Outliner is really into theming. So you can kind of like change, okay, what does this level heading look like? What does second level heading look like? Uh, You can add checkboxes along the sides of your uh, of your different levels of the outline. So if you'd like to check things off like a to-do list, you can do that too. Now, what I find really easy about this app in lesson planning is just how simple it is to get information into it without fussing about the uh, uh, all of the formatting tools, like I mentioned. But what I also like about it is that because of the theming options, I can make the different levels of the heading look really, really big and bright and colorful which is exactly what I do because I primarily use Omni Outliner for planning lessons in the large ensemble rehearsal. So like a band class of about 65, 70 students where I'm on the podium, I'm staring at my iPad and I I need to be able to see this outline. Now, now for me in the band classroom, an outline is uh, a lot more of like a, a really, really like out, like it's a really, really big picture kinds of situation because things in the band classroom uh, are often like I just need big ideas that I'm focusing on. If I'm staring at lots of small text with lots of individual broken down steps and a list of materials and which time I do this and which time I start cleanup, uh, then I can't really focus 
on listening to my students perform and the feedback that they're giving me. So uh, Omni Outliner just kind of remains on half of my iPad screen when I teach band. And then the other half of the screen is my score app, which is called Fourscore. And that's where my music is being read. Uh, And so what I love about it is because Omni Outliner syncs in my iCloud account, I can actually have this same lesson planning document open on my Mac and on my iPhone. So let's say that um, I have a thought, you know, I'm walking down the hallway to the mailroom and I have the thought, oh, you know what? Um, I really need to remind my students about concert attire for our upcoming concert. So what I go do is I just take my phone out of my pocket, I open that document, and then under my, uh, I have like a, like sort of like an announcements section of my outline with nested underneath of it all of the things I need to say to my students. And I really quickly just add discuss concert attire to that section of the document. And then when I get up on the podium the next day, that outline is already up to date, ready to read from. So, Robbie, how do you organize your your files with Omni Outliner? You know, one of the I have tried to use Omni Outliner for lesson planning, and I have used it on occasion. For instance, um, you know, a few times a year, I have an evaluation by my principal, and I have to submit a lesson plan for that. And if I want it nicely formatted and laid out in a specific way, Omni Outliner is a great tool. So I do that occasionally, but. One of the things that I found got overwhelming really quickly for me was managing having an individual file for every single lesson or every day's lesson or every period's lesson, you know, things like that. So what are you doing there? That's a good question. I've played around with that a little bit. I've uh, I've done a workflow before, and it's funny. I actually have a keynote file with my agenda for the day. That's student-facing. So that's like actually projecting from my Mac to the front of the board. And I've thought about doing this with both my keynote and my lesson plan where I kind of have like an automation on my Mac that's sort of like duplicating a new file for me every day or Mm -hmm. rather archiving the current copy into a folder with the date of the lesson. Um, I was finding that I was less inclined to go back and look at that stuff. So for me, especially because Omni Outliner is primarily used in the band classroom, um, I'm just leaving one file in my iCloud account, and I'm just updating that one file. If I have a particular lesson where I'm being observed for that day, and I know that I'm going to need to share that, you know, save it in that state, and be able to discuss it with an administrator later, I will export that as PDF somewhere else on my hard drive. Cool. Good to know. Is that all you want to cover on Omni Outliner or? I'll say this, you know, Omni Outliner is such a great environment to work in. It's just so easy to get ideas in that what I'll sometimes do is because it's uh, because you can use those little checkboxes, you can actually take an Omni Outliner file or project and you can import it into OmniFocus, which is the Omni Group's task management app. And if you do this, you can actually like, your OmniFocus, when you import your Omni Outliner document, it'll actually like maintain the same hierarchical structure. So, like if the top level is this, uh, you know, this project title, and then the next level down is, oh gosh, let me think of an actual example. So, if the top level is plan winter concert, and then the next 
heading is uh, programs. The next heading is uh, talk to the high school directors about setting up the stage. Um, you might then have these little subtasks within those tasks, and all of that structure comes over to OmniFocus. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's really handy. And I'm actually going to talk about how um, I'm sending stuff from my lesson planning solutions into things, which is my task manager. So it's a good transition. Cool. So I am going to talk about an app that I've actually spoken before about on the podcast uh, called Bear. And if you listened to episode three of this semester um, on note-taking, I talked about Bear a lot because it's the app that I use for note-taking. And I've also used it in the past as a um, as a lesson planning solution. So um, really quickly, just an overview of Bear, um, and I'm going to link to that episode in the show notes so you can get more details about it. But um, Bear is a note-taking app. It supports um, Markdown, which is super handy as I'm trying to type lesson plans quickly. Being able to do that in Markdown is really helpful. And um, we'll, uh, we'll share what Markdown is, a link to an episode, actually episode four of the semester where we talked about Markdown. It can have attachments, so you can put files in there. Um, it is organized by tags, which is really, really handy. Um, it can have... Um, tasks and check marks in it and um, but the, the thing that really made it work well for me as a lesson planning tool was that you can inside a bear you can link to other notes inside of a note so what I mean is let's say I have I'm planning a math unit and uh, I create a note that's my unit overview that talks about the standards that I want to cover, the specific skills, um, you know, how I'm going to assess that, and I get an overall big picture plan. Then I can create links to specific lessons inside of that overview. And it's really easy to do that. Um, you just type two left brackets, and these are the, the square brackets. Um, and then the title of the note you want to link to, and then two right brackets, and it automatically creates a link. So what you get is almost like a wiki of your lesson plans. Um, so you can input different standards as individual notes and then link to lessons that you are covering those standards. Um, you can get really as simple or as complex as you want but still um, keep everything inside a bear. Um, if you want to, let's say, you know, I'm teaching um, math and science this year. If there's a math task or something that I, I want to do with my students, I can just drag that file, the PDF or Word document, right into the bear note. And though bear doesn't have a rich preview of those, it will still, I can easily open it up and print those from there for my students. And... Bear has a really, really great export feature and URL scheme. So if I do want to type up a more full lesson plan and share it with a principal, then I can do that um, and export it as a PDF or a Word document. Um, but also, um, to get back to what Robbie was saying about taking an outline from Omni Outliner and putting it into OmniFocus, um, Bear 
you can create little checkboxes. So, for instance, if I'm planning and I know that the day of this specific lesson, um, I want to, um, I have to print out the specific document and I can't forget to print out the math task that the kids are going to be doing. I can create a little task on there and then I can use a workflow or soon to be a shortcut that will search the text of that note when I export it into workflow and look for checkboxes and anything that any lines that have a checkbox next to it, it'll create a task for me that will be due on the day that I'm going to be teaching that lesson. Um, so that's really, really helpful too. You can um, create links to specific notes. So if you want to put a link to a lesson in your calendar to help you remember what you're doing at a specific time, you can do that. Um, it's, it's a really, really great app. Um, but I'm actually not going to be using it this year. I've transitioned bear to being my note-taking app more, and I like to have those kind of things separate, I'm going to be using an app called Agenda. And I think, Robbie, you're going to start us off talking about Agenda today. I am, yeah. And before you go there, you reminded me that Omni Outliner also is able to support the uploading of attachments to different levels of your hierarchy, things like PDFs or even audio recording files, if that's relevant to your classroom environment. Um, yeah, Bear is, is interesting. You, I was using Bear kind of similarly to you, it was all about that, that note linking feature, almost creating sort of an index for yourself within your note app. And that was exactly what I was doing for another part of my classroom day, which is called a sectional. Now, when you teach the performing arts, when you teach instrumental music, some school districts have support for a schedule where you're teaching large performing groups like band, for say, uh, say and then you're teaching these smaller pullout groups during the week called sectionals. Now, for me, my sectionals would be like I have my sixth grade clarinet group will come in one period, and then my eighth grade percussion group will come in. And I found that planning for those looked very, very different than planning for the large group. So I really, really was enjoying using Bear because what I would do is I would uh, create basically an index that had a link to a note for each different sectional group. And then I would really easily pin that note or index, I guess is how it was functioning, to the top of my bear library. And then I would just, when that sectional group would come in, I would just click on the group that was there. And then I would be able to really quickly take notes on their progress. Now, the app we're going to talk about next, since we've both sort of moved on from bear as a, as a lesson planning tool, this app has some interesting potential. Uh, it's Again, you said it, it's called Agenda. And now Agenda is a note-taking app that has your calendar on its mind. Now, and you, you can fill in the gaps because I'm going to sort of explain this app with relevance to the features that I see useful, but I know that it sort of has some other stuff that it can do. For me, Agenda's most compelling feature is the fact that it is aware of the calendars in your calendar app. It's aware of your events. And you can actually take a note, and not only can you organize it into a project or a subcategory of different notes related to it, but you can actually take each note and link it to an event in your calendar. So why this is interesting to me is my, my music team actually has a shared Google calendar with all of our sectionals 
in the calendar. And we actually publish this calendar so that our students and the teachers are all aware of when we are pulling these various groups out. And in the actual calendar event itself is a note. And that note contains the names of the students who are to be pulled out so that our teachers when their student is telling them, hey, I have a clarinet sectional, they can really quickly check that calendar and see that that student's name is on the list. Now, I have grown very fond of taking notes about specific events in the actual calendar event itself in the notes field. But this presents some problems if I want to do that because this calendar event is in fact shared with our teachers. So if I want to take a note on a student's progress or maybe something that has sensitive information, or if I simply just don't want to bloat up the notes field of that calendar event, I can use Agenda instead, where I have this note-taking environment with all the rich text tools you would come to expect from notes. I can bold stuff, I can create headings, subheadings, lists, bullet points. And then what I can do is I can, at the end of taking this note, I can actually link that note to the sectional that it's related to. And then what Agenda does is it actually creates a little um, link in the notes field of the note that the user can click on and that other people who are looking at that note can see, but they can't actually, it doesn't actually link them anywhere. So for example, when I attach a note about a sectional group to that particular sectional event in the calendar, it will create a little URL in that note, which when I click it, looking at my calendar, it'll take me directly into the body of that note in Agenda. Whereas for another teacher, it'll do nothing. It just looks like an empty, it's just, it's just meaningless to them. It's just a little URL that appears there. And then to add on to that, another really interesting thing about Agenda is there are people tags. And so you can, right next to a note you take about Susie's flute playing, and uh, I'm going back to my middle school band days and trying to do my best to speak your language. Um, <laughs> but you can say, at Susie. And then if you are meeting with Susie's parents, having a conference, if you are um, trying to look over and figure out how you can best help Susie, you can do a search for that Susie tag and pull up all of the um, notes that have the Susie tag, and see that student's progress over time in Agenda, which is really, really exciting to me. Yeah, that's really interesting. Now, I wonder, for me, in my when I was doing this in Bear, I would actually, at the beginning of each note, I would have the student, I would basically just copy and paste the student roster into the note. So that might accomplish the same thing, because you're effectively just looking for this in the search, right? Correct. Now, that's very interesting. And, and and it'll be interesting because I'm coming from second grade where I was self-contained and only had 20 students to deal with. This year, I'll be departmentalized and have double that. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that holds up, um, having that many tags and that many students. So it, that aspect of the system may not stand up quite as well. But I'm I'm excited to try it for sure. Now, are you going to be more taking notes that are associated with lessons in your calendar? Or are you going to be more taking notes on students? Well, my, my thought is, so the way that I, I'm currently laying out agenda is you can have categories 
and then you can have projects inside of categories. And projects can have individual notes, and those individual notes can be assigned to a calendar. Um, it's it's a little bit convoluted if you're um, if you're not looking at it. But I currently, because I'm going to be teaching math and science, I have um, a math category and a science category, and then I'm going to have them broken up. in the projects will be units, which um, our scope and sequences are divided up into units. So um, that'll that'll help me kind of align with what the rest of my district is doing. So right now I'm planning out unit one and um, I've got unit overview as a note that has, like I mentioned earlier, the standards I'm going to be teaching, maybe specific goals that I want students to have, things like that. Then I will have individual lessons under that. And my thought is that in those lesson plans, as I'm teaching, if there's a note that I need to take on a student, I'll mark it down in that lesson so the note will correlate to the thing we were doing that specific day, but have the student tag. And then that way I can, if I am having a parent-teacher conference or need to send an email to a parent or just trying to get my head around where a student is struggling, I can search for that tag and go back through everything that the student has done in individual lessons. I just love this idea with productivity software of creating links and connections between different types of pro apps. Like for me, this, this kind of comes back to our very first episode with the mail tags plugin for Apple mail, like this idea that you can associate to do's from a task management app, like OmniFocus or things with messages in your mail app. This is that same idea, only it's sort of drawing connections between your calendar and your notes in a meaningful way. I just think it's so cool. Now, you are, it sounds like you're putting a lot more instructional information in some of your notes. This is interesting. I, I promised I wasn't going to say this word, but I, I'll, I guess just for the purpose of sort of explaining philosophically what I do with my lesson plans is like these agenda notes are going to probably just be exactly that for me. They're just going to be notes. Um, but the actual instructional backend to my lesson planning in the sectionals is actually, this is the word I promised I wouldn't say. Uh, I'm actually using FileMaker to, to <laughs> design. Nope, go for it. I'm excited. You can, you can talk about this all you like. I'll be fast. I'll just say like, there's, there's no possible way to explain to anyone, even myself, how to use FileMaker other than that, I will say to our listeners that the part of my lessons that are like basically where I'm defining the sequence and the curriculum is in a relational database. If you've never used FileMaker, it's, it's a relational database app. You basically design apps in this program that are based on the idea of, okay, here's a spreadsheet, here's a spreadsheet, here's a spreadsheet, and then linking data between those. So I've got a spreadsheet uh, that in FileMaker that is a list of all the assignments that I want my students to be able to play for the year. I've got another spreadsheet of all of their names and contact information and all that fun stuff. And then I've got a third spreadsheet that links students with performances of those pieces that are in the curricular spreadsheet. And basically this is presented to me 
as a custom UI that has been built by, actually, I, I'm in this with the orchestra director at my school, and he's kind of like the file maker genius. That's the only reason any of this actually works is because he's spent countless hours up at night writing FileMaker scripts. But, but basically what we've designed is a user interface that what I see is, okay, uh, who's about to perform for me? Okay, it's Susan. Okay, what's she about to play? Uh, Lightly row, page six. And then basically like a criteria, a rubric pops up on the screen where I click and tap little, you know, buttons. Like, did she do this correctly? Like, did she sit with her feet flat on the floor? Yes or no. Was the tone beautiful? Yes or no. And then what this does is it creates a performance record, which can be uh, sent home to parents, which can be sent home to the student, and then which ultimately logs what we call stars, which are points. If you've ever, if you were ever a band student in elementary or middle school, and you remember having a sticker chart on the wall <laughs> of when you perform the song correctly, you get to put a sticker up on it. Basically, this is a digital version of that. It's logging points for them for meeting different criteria on different songs. So that's the very, very, very brief version of how we're using FileMaker. That's not a tangent I expected, but it was one I enjoyed. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are running low on time, so I just really briefly want to mention one more uh, set of apps that can be used for lesson planning. Um, so far, we've talked about maybe a little bit more detailed lesson planning. Um, and I'm hoping – I'll even go so far as to say maybe an idealized version of lesson planning because we all know that sometimes it can be uh, difficult to find time to lay out really well-written lesson plans. And teachers do improvise some of the time. Um, I'm hoping this year, because I'm going to be teaching just math and science instead of everything, that I can write out a little bit more specific and um, well-thought-out plans and have them in agenda. But if you just need to kind of lay out a week or um, or even a, a day or a unit or things like that, don't forget about your, your basic spreadsheet applications like Numbers, which is um, from Apple, or Excel. You can make a table pretty quickly that has your daily schedule in there and then just write in um, during each period or each subject matter a brief description of what you're doing. And I definitely have, at times where I felt a little overwhelmed, used that to kind of get a plan in place. And um, so... You know, those are numbers is free if you own an Apple device and Excel, you know, like my school district, we're an, a Microsoft district. So I have an Office 365 account and can just automatically I have access to Excel um, and actually pages is uh, it could be done for that, too, because you can make tables and you could lay it out. Um, and design it a little nicer. So that's that's another option as well. So you're thinking of these as more of a designing tool. Yeah, and just a, a quick, you know, having a table that says on Tuesday during math, we're going to do um, this worksheet or um, this um, math task or this number talk or something like that. Makes a lot of just sense. A, yeah, just a really brief description to help you get a picture of your week. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, and I think some of these apps are designed... I, you know, the reason we mentioned so many today was because they all have such different user experiences. And I think that ultimately what you just described is kind of the aim 
of lesson planning. I mean, if there's a reason we don't want to use Microsoft Word, we could use Microsoft Word. But at the end of the day, some of these apps provide different tools and buttons and user interfaces that just make the job a little bit more, well, I, dare I say it, fun. Yeah. And we we want to have fun with our jobs. And not just the parts where we're with kids, but you know the part where we're getting excited about what we're going to be teaching kids. Totally. I think that about does it for this week. A uh, quick reminder, if you have not um, rated us on iTunes, we greatly would we would greatly appreciate that. Um, if you're looking for show notes where we'll have links to some of these apps and other things that we've discussed, you can find those in your podcast player of choice or at theclassnerd.com. And uh, Robbie, what are we talking about next week? We're talking about going paperless. And uh, as as someone who uh, worked completely paperlessly before I was a teacher, it's been a struggle to try and get that wrangled into a job that has so much paper. But um, definitely feel like I'm getting there after a few years, and I know you've got some great strategies as well. I think it's going to be a really good episode. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, until then, stay classy. And stay nerdy. <laughs>